All right, um, who wants to read, like, the first two verses? Anyone. I don't care. It's going to go. So the first three? First two. I'll do just first. Go ahead, ladies. Yeah, go ahead. Jesus said to his disciples, things that cause people to sin are bound to come, but woe to that person through, through whom they come. It would be better for him to be thrown into the sea with a, with a milestone tied around his neck than for him to, call, to cause one of these little ones to sin. So, like, pretty much what he's saying here, he's like, Jesus is saying, like, like people are going to slip up and, like, sin. But you shouldn't, like, indulge in that sin and then also, like, bring people down into, like, that darkness with you. And, yeah, like, crap, I'm trying to think what I said. Like, you shouldn't be hanging around, like, people that bring you down. And you shouldn't be the one bringing other people down. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, someone trying to read uh, 3 and 4? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Um, so watch yourselves. If your brother or sister sins against you, So, I think a lot of us can relate to this because with high school and like all the drama that goes on, we have a lot of like a lot of things that happen where, like, we cause each other to, like, dislike another person just because of something they said. Or, like, they talk to a certain po- person that, like, you didn't like and all that. But it's, like, if someone, like, asks, like truly asks you for, like, forgiveness, then there's, like, no reason that you shouldn't be able to forgive them. Because, like, we're deep in sin. Like, we're fleshly people. And Jesus still forgives us every single day for everything that we do. So it's, like, who are you to say no to someone else asking you for forgiveness? Uh, someone's trying to read... Five and six. Give you, you, go ahead. The apostle said to the Lord, increase our faith. He replied, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can, say, you can say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it will obey you. So I think this is pretty cool because the apostles were asking him, like, increase our faith. And, like, you, you know, like, you can't just be, like, bow, like, your faith's, like, grown. So, like, you have to, like, actually, like, live in Christ, like, on the daily for your faith to grow. It doesn't matter how small your faith is or how big it is. Like, you'll always grow through Christ. You know what I'm saying? That makes sense? Yeah. yeah I appreciate it. <laughs> All right. Uh, who's trying to read 7 through 10? Who? Cole. Go ahead. So, good job, Cole. 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 Good job,
So like the way that I see this, like whenever you give your life to Christ and you're doing things that are like ass of you in the Bible and like you're just living the Christian lifestyle, you shouldn't be like seeking for your own self glory and like satisfaction from people like bringing you up because really you're doing it for the Lord and you shouldn't be like I said like looking for your own like self glory throughout things that you do. You should be like being an image of Christ and sharing that light to everybody else, which is pretty cool to me because like. We, we, as James always says, like, we're nothing. And really, we can't do anything good without Christ in us. So, again, like, who are we to say, like, oh, I'm this good of a person because I wouldn't help that old lady or I, I gave this person 20 bucks. It's like, you're just doing things, like, for out of the love of Christ. And that's filthy like... Rags. Yeah, yeah, filthy rags. Yeah, filthy rags. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's go 11 through 19. Oh my gosh. Please, no. Not that many? Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So these uh, these ten people with uh, leprosy, they uh, <laughs> they uh, they called out to like Jesus, and they were like, "Have mercy on us!" And of course, he showed mercy because like he's a loving, loving person who like died for us on the cross. And uh, what kind of like shocks me is how there was ten people that got like the blessing from Jesus Christ, but then only like one turned around and actually like thanked him for it, and. Yeah, that kind of like relates back to like doing things like I like the love for Christ because like here he's showing love to people and he probably knew like those nine were going to come back to him and thank him and like follow him after that. But he still like showed that mercy on them. And that just really shows like how much of a loving God we have and like, yeah. Yeah, so what I think about is how many times we ask God for something and he does it and we forget. Right. Yeah, or it's just like in like the bad times. Like you only come to God during the bad times asking him for something, but the other five other days of the week you haven't even like spoke to God or spent time with him. Um we can go twenty through twenty three. 
kind of got out of that is like you have to have faith in order to like know who christ is like you can't just look up and be like oh look there's god and like know that he's there you just have to have faith that he is there because like what he's done for you you know what i'm saying and uh <laughs> i'm nervous bro it's and then uh also in verse like 23 it says uh they shall say to you see here or see there go not after them nor follow them i kind of took that as like people are going to try to lead you astray from who christ really is and like there is going to be like dirty people in this world that don't know the love of christ and don't really care to know the love of christ and they're going to try to steer these other people off track and i really think that's like a plot of like the devil because he's going to use whatever ammunition he has to, like, take down the people that are really on fire for God. Because all he can do is destroy their witness. So if he destroys their witness, then that dooms other people. So. There's a little thing in my Bible I can read if you want me to. Yeah, go ahead. Do it. Okay. It says, most of your days are for routine. School, homework, food, friends, family. And you expect the next day to be pretty much the same. Unless you take Jesus' Jesus's promise will turn seriously. Then you might wake up and wonder if today is the day Jesus will come back. Or you might go to bed and wonder if Jesus will give you your wake-up call instead of mom. Most people are busy, so busy with their own affairs, they ignore the fact that Jesus is coming again. People who accept, expect, sorry, people who expect Jesus are a lot more careful about the choices they make. They know he's coming back soon and that everything they do matters. Yeah, so speaking about the coming of the kingdom, right? So we... We're learning a lot about that at you know, the services at night. Um, so there'll be a coming, a rapture, and then there'll be, you know, Christ is coming back with us to set up the kingdom. So that's really what, you know, they're speaking about. Uh, they talk about a lot of false prophets that are going to surface, you know, Antichrist. You know, there'll be a lot of false prophets back in the day, and that's, or in that time, in the Great Tribulation, that's what really they're saying here. So it says the days will come, and you would desire to see, to see one of the days of some man, you will not see it. So, Holy Spirit will not be here at that time. And then it also says, and, and this is where it's talking about the false prophets, and then uh, they would say to you, look here or look there. Do not go after them, probably. You know, so there'll be a lot of people claiming to be something they're not in those times. But don't follow That's the point of um, 
Right. We could do 24 through, uh, just do 24 and 25, I guess. Yeah, gotcha. <coughs> so give you. For the Son of Man in his day will be like the lightning, which flashes and lights up the sky from one end to another. But first he must suffer many things and be rejected by this generation. I think that's amazing because, like, it shows, like, how much power, like, Jesus has over this world. And, like, if he wanted to, like, he can just, like, snap his fingers and, like, we'd be gone, you know. And, uh, man, it's kind of terrible that, like, we, like, tortured our Lord and Savior. But yet he's still here to, like, save us and forgive us for our sins and all that. So, yeah. Um... Do 26 and 27. Who wants to read? Go ahead, Caleb. Just as it was in the days of Noah, so also will it be in the days of the Son of Man. People were eating, drinking, marrying, and being given in marriage up to the day Noah entered the ark. Then the the flood came and destroyed them all. Whenever I read this, it kind of scared me because it says, uh, just as like back in Noah's day, they drank, married, and all that bad things that they were, that they were doing. And if you look at the world like today, you see like how corrupt and evil everybody is in this world. So really, whenever I read that, like I kind of got like a wake up call, and like it really just should like push you to like go out and like be a light in this world and spread the love of Christ. So um, who wants to read? Who also came? Go ahead. Like the drinking, buying, and selling, uh, planting, and building. Those are all things that everybody does every day. Like, those aren't anything, like, shocking. Like, those are daily routines everyone has. So it's saying that, you know, if Jesus is going to come back and nobody expects it, that's going to be something that um, when he does come back, everyone's going to be shocked. Everyone's going to be surprised. That's not going to be – those are things, like, daily routines that everybody's used to. So it's just saying that, like, it's going to be a shock to everybody, and it's going to happen. That's like what her uh, her Bible pretty much said, yeah. like, you go to school, you wake up, go to school, like your mom wakes you up, but then one day you're waiting for Jesus to wake you up and like you're just gonna be shocked. Also like um, you're in your life for a reason and like there's so many people who are following you whether you know it or not. So your job is to lead them toward um, Christ, but if your life shows the world, then they're not gonna be led toward Christ or be led toward the world. So you have to think about that when you're just living your daily life because there's so many people who are following you, whether you know it or not. Uh, you knew. Mm, 28 through 31. Go ahead. Um, it was the same in the days of. People were eating and drinking, buying and selling, planning and building. But the day Lot left Sodom, fire and sulfur Sodom, okay. Fire and sulfur rained down from heaven and destroyed them all. It will be just like this on the day the Son of Man is revealed. On that day no one who is on the housetop will uh, possessions inside should go down to get them. Likewise, no one in the field should go back for anything. 
So like Brock said, like these, it was like the same kind of instance. I just got in like that daily routine. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It just kind of scares me. Also, see, like, it says, uh, says the man that is on this roof, like with his good inside, should go down and to get them. What I kind of took that as is like, if it is raining like sulfur and uh, fire, what it what is gonna make you go back inside and get your belongings? Like that's not gonna matter. Like when, if you go to heaven or hell, none of your belongings matter. Right, it's all gonna like rust away, and it's just gonna vanish and be nothing in the long run. Well, like I remember what happened to Lot's wife, right? She turned around and looked back and turned into a pillar of salt. Yeah, right. Like we have to stay ready. Be ready. It's a great example of what you know. Why did she turn around and look back? She had a desire to be in that city that she was leaving, right? She had a desire for all the the things that that city meant to her outside of the will of God, which was to pull them out um, of that situation. So she, she basically was unfaithful, right, to what God was trying to do in her life. And, um, it, and Adrian Rogers said it, I think he said it last Sunday night, maybe Sunday before. So it, it's, not, it's not if, you know, everyone that walks the faith of face of this earth will be a believer. We all will believe one day. It's when, right? So every knee will bow one day. It's not a if, it's a when for each and every one of us. And that's what it's basically saying. Look, at that time, you may have the fanciest car and um, whatever y'all like to buy with your money. You won't be worried. You know, whoever's got that won't be worried about that at that time. Every knee will bow because they'll see the Savior coming in glory. It, uh, it, it is a little scary, like, you know, Caden's talking about. I mean, it, it, it can scare you if you think about that day, but it should encourage us to be ready. And it should encourage us not to, you know, to, to be, we're all at, at the age of understanding. We all, I think, in this room know Christ, and hopefully we do. Um, it should encourage us to try to get as many people wanting to Jesus as possible so that we don't put them in that situation where they'll have to be there and not know Jesus and we could have done something about it. That's the challenge I think it gives and, and it's scary when you think about what's going to happen that day. Uh, we can do 32 and 33, I guess. Who wants to read? Anybody? Anybody? <laughs> So pretty much like looking for like satisfaction with like worldly desires is going to cause you to like go down this path to hell. But if, whenever you stop caring about like what shoes you have or like all these cool things that you think is like like in, in trend or whatever in the world and start focusing more on God, like you're going to you're, you're really going to like save yourself from an eternity of like torture for the for turning away from Christ. Uh, who wants to read the rest? Go ahead, dude. I tell you on that night, I tell you on that night, two people will be in one bed, one will be taken, the other one left. 
Two women will be grinding grain to death together. One will be taken, the other left. Where, Lord, they asked. He replied, where there is a dead body, there, there the vultures will gather. So, I actually had to talk to James about that one. And he kind of said, like, pretty much in the world, like, for every one person saved, there's another person who's on that path to hell. So he's pretty much saying, like, it's like a one-to-one ratio, pretty much. And that's kind of, like, sad because we're here to go spread that light and pull people in to be followers of Christ. But, yeah. Yeah, sure. That's pretty much all I got. Yeah.